Hi, my name is Jurian Arney and I'm a licensed clinical social worker working in private practice in the state of Florida. Welcome to the Cultivative Conversation podcast where I engage listeners in conversation about mental health related topics and use questions designed to assist with exploring things of gratitude, nostalgia, sharing and learning, to normalize mental hygiene, and to invoke togetherness and intimacy through conversation. Welcome to another episode of the Cultivative Conversation podcast. Today, I'd like to engage you in a conversation about mental grounding. In a previous episode about cognitive behavioral therapy, I talked about how we all experience uncomfortable emotions. Uncomfortable is the word that I use to describe emotions like anger, sadness, frustration, hopelessness, worry, and anxiety. I also spoke about the impact our ways of thinking can have on our ability to effectively cope with challenging situations, and this was discussed in the episode on CBT and also in the episode on cognitive distortions. Grounding is the term used to describe a set of techniques or behaviors that can help with detaching from emotional pain. The goal of grounding is to create a timeout that allows us opportunity to gain control over our feelings, to address triggers, and to then resolve problems in the most effective and least harmful ways. There are many types of grounding, and mental grounding techniques encourage us to focus using our mind. Let's talk through the practice of five techniques for mental grounding. The first technique is playing a categories game with yourself. Try to think of types of animals, music genres, cars, sports, or even names that start with a letter of the alphabet. Now that you have your category, list as many things that fall within that category as you can. If you find yourself running out of things to list, identify a new category and keep going from there until you find your place of comfort or calm so that you can effectively engage in a timeout. The second mental grounding technique is using imagery. Create a mental image of a comforting place or person. Use all of your senses to make this image in your head as real as possible. Here are some prompts that can be helpful in creating your comforting place or person. What do you see? Are you alone or are you with other people? Who do you see? What do you smell? What do you hear in this place? What do you hear from this person that you find calming? Is there anything in this place that you can touch? What about taste? The goal is to create a safe, calming and comforting place to retreat to by using your imagination, again, so that you create the environment that's needed to effectively engage in that timeout. One of my favorite mental grounding techniques is using humor. The goal is to think of something funny that creates a shift in your mood. Here's a personal example. When I get frustrated or angry, I tend to clench my fist. I find it comforting. I also know that it's a behavioral response, but I also find that it reminds me of the Arthur memes where he's clenching his fist by his side after becoming really upset with his sister. If you know, you know. (laughs) So associating my reaction to being triggered with something that I find funny has made it easier for me to disconnect from frustration and anger than it has been for me in the past. 
What this looks like now is that I get triggered, I clench my fist, I recognize that I'm clenching my fist, then boom, I see Arthur and I can't help but to laugh like in this moment, just thinking and talking about it. But that moment where I see Arthur and I begin laughing results in an instant shift in my focus and in my mood. One of my goals in private practice is to contribute to making therapy accessible and affordable. Becoming a member of the Open Path Collective Network has allowed me to expand my client base and to offer an affordable sliding scale of $30 to $60 per session to clients who cannot afford market rates of $100 to $250 per hour. If you are a licensed clinician who would like to join the Open Path Collective Network, use the link in the show notes to sign up and let Open Path know that I sent you. The fourth technique is counting to 10 or saying the alphabet very slowly. I'll demonstrate what counting to 10 may sound like. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I often encourage closing your eyes as this helps with creating that calming effect. But this technique can absolutely be done with eyes open or eyes closed. It can be done out loud or um, quietly in your mind. And those may be things that are important to consider depending on where you are and what your environment looks like when you're choosing to engage in this technique. The fifth and last mental grounding technique that we're going to talk about today is describing an everyday activity in as much detail as you can. Here's an example. The activity that I will be describing is making a salad for lunch. First, I take all of my ingredients out of the fridge, which includes lettuce, peppers, mayo, mustard, and relish. I place my ingredients on the kitchen counter. Then I open the the kitchen cabinet and grab a bowl with a lid. I follow that with grabbing a can of tuna from the cabinet. I empty the tuna into a bowl and I make a mixture of tuna, mayo, mustard, relish, and seasonings. I then remove the lid from the bowl, rinse the bowl with water, and then I fill it with lettuce, sweet peppers, and my tuna mixture. I then put the lid on the bowl and place the load the bowl into my lunch bag. Again, this technique can be done with your eyes closed. Some people, it helps them focus on the steps that, they're, that they are describing, but it can also be done with eyes open. It can be done out loud. Um, so I encourage practicing um, this technique in different ways so that you have an opportunity to find what works best for you. When engaging in the practice of grounding, there are a few things that I think are important to be mindful of. The first is breathing. It is important to be mindful of our breath and to take deep inhales and exhales throughout your practice of each technique. I recommend breathing in for a count of five, holding for a count of five, breathing out for a count of five, and repeating to start. Let's practice together.
Good job. The next note is to try as many techniques as you can and to take note of the ones that you like best. You may find that you enjoy physical techniques more than soothing techniques, which you will learn about in those episodes, or that you enjoy a combination of them all. Knowing which techniques work best for you increases the probability that you will use the technique when necessary. My last note is to practice. Like every other skill, grounding takes practice. Practice makes us more familiar and familiarity brings comfort. I think of the importance of practice of these skills like I do fire extinguisher training. When I worked for an agency, I completed annual training on how to use a fire extinguisher. The chances of me ever having to use one was low. However, it was important that in case of an emergency, I knew what to do with the tool that was provided. Can you imagine trying to figure out how to use a fire extinguisher in the midst of an active fire? I don't expect that I would be as comfortable or as effective um, if I did not have the training and the practice that was required in advance. So what I'm encouraging is not waiting until you are in an emergency distressing situation to learn how to use uh, the tools that we know are effective for self-regulation. I hope that this information was helpful. Please feel free to use the contact information in the show notes to send any questions or comments you have in response to this conversation. Talk to you again soon. Thank you for joining me for this Cultivative Conversation. If you have not already, please subscribe to the Cultivative Conversation podcast and share this episode with a friend. 